The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews, including their featured article previewing Battlefield 2042. And be sure to check out this week's Shack Chat, where the Shack News crew debates which games and consoles are considered retro. And remember, you can join in on the conversation and customize your feed to keep up with your favorite gaming news using the Shack News Cortex and Shack News Reader. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, The Big Play Reflog Show. Vlog show. I am your host, Big Play Dave. It is Monday, November 15th, and we are back. It is a roller coaster week to week in Cleveland, Ohio. Chris, Nick, how we doing? Most importantly, not only is it a roller coaster, it's also your birthday. Happy birthday, that, Dave. That it is. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. I was hoping for a win. Yeah, no. Now I guess I have to hope for a Lions win. Or maybe the Cavs. Cavs might pull through tonight. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk to Angel Grace, see what her thoughts are on that. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. The big three eight, Chris. I'm catching you, man. You are. You are. Wow. Three years there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Only only uh what? Was that one year at Miami together? I guess so. Yeah, we never crossed paths. No, no. no. You weren't up at Mac and Joe's. That's where I would have seen you. Love Mac Most and Joe's. Great wings. Nick. Great wings. Oh, best, yeah. Great best wings. $2 Natty mugs. $2 Natty mugs. The wings. That was fantastic. You had Thank Church you Street Station. You had First Run, also known as, well, I won't say what it's called. I will say Church Street. That was one of my favorites, Chris. I lived over there a block away. Those wings were very good. Circle Bar with Daryl. Daryl at Circle Bar. He's probably White still Russians. He's the best, man. And then the, the German bar, Der Steinkeller. Oh so, yeah, down in Tractions. the Do you remember Tractions? Oh yeah, that was there. That was Pachinkos. Pachinkos, yeah, Lottie. All I the don't remember all these places, man. I don't even remember the names of the dorms, but I remember all the <laughs> bars. It's amazing. Get a Ron Harper burger. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Bagel and Deli. Go there and get the Tanya Harding. That, that was my favorite. The Tanya Miami Harding University. Burger. We're still waiting for the Reflog Bagel. So get I know the they won't do it, man. I don't know. Yeah, we're um, just trying to avoid talking Browns as, as much as we can. Right. Hello, how are you? <laughs> we got Ken Akron this weekend too. 
Woo! We break right. that down. <laughs> Golden flashes versus zip. Sure the Army Navy of Northeast Ohio. Hell yeah, it is. There we go. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate the birthday message. Uh, Twitter comments still don't work. Twitter, get your act together. So if you want to leave a live comment, pop over to YouTube, pop over to Facebook. Uh, we got a pack show. We, we got to get right into it. We've got two guests coming up. We're not going to go all Browns because we don't feel like it. We're going to go Buckeyes. We're going to go Cavs, and we're going to talk a little Browns. Um, so tonight on the show, we'll kick it off with headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland. I suck. I forgot to do a giveaway this week. We will do one this coming week. Um, what did we give away last time? A Jarvis signed Jarvis jersey, I think it was. Yeah, that's a yep. pretty good item right there. You could, we give, could away a, give away an OBJ. We gave away a Wyatt Teller signed eight by ten too. That's right true. after the extension. Yes, that was good timing. Yeah. So yeah, go check them out, TSE. But we're gonna get into headlines. Then we're gonna go. It's a big weekend for the Buckeyes. We're bringing in Cleveland.com Stephen Means to break down those Buckeyes, break down that game this coming Saturday, and then we're gonna talk Cavs because they look good. Maybe not tonight, but. They're hey. looking pretty darn good. Are they coming back, Nick? Yeah, they're hanging in there. Fourth quarter calves. Only down by like three. Dogs. I love their barking. Yeah. The Browns could use a little bit of yeah. that. At least uh, cardiac calves, baby. Heck yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk some calves with the one and only Angel Gray who is leaving us. She actually yeah. just left us, so whatever. We'll We'll get into that with Angel, but super pumped for her going to ESPN. Talk some calves with her and her new gig. Then it's on to Browns trivia. Who wants to be a billionaire? Hopefully this week, giving away some Labatt blue lights and a GV art shirt. Then we're going to talk some Browns. Browns Lions. I swear if we lose this game, I'm going <laughs> to throw up everywhere. It's the GLC, baby. The GLC. Battle of the barge, Chris. Battle, Battle for the barge. the barge. Did they ever find the barge or is it still missing? Am I? It's missing. I think, I think, I think yeah. I look at some bets is. with my bookie. Look at some prop bets, some carny bets. I'm sure there's going to be some weird ones in that game. Then we'll wrap up with the best and worst tweets of the week. Let's kick it off with some Cleveland headlines. Cleveland headlines brought to you by our good friends at TSE Cleveland. TSE helping us give away a tons of signed Browns gear this season. Keep an eye for our next giveaway. Go subscribe on YouTube on that channel to be eligible to win. All right. So we, uh, Aaron Goldhammer tweeted this out. I know a lot of you don't like him, but whatever. Nick, Nick's boy. Um, the Browns, he tweeted this, the Browns lost five games all last year. No matter how you cut it, this is a significant step back. This is Brown's fourth worst loss since 1999. We've had a day to process it. I don't want to talk about it for very long. But How many Nick, different angles are we going to try just to tell us that we sucked? I right. mean, really. Yeah, yeah we, we get it. Okay. Through. Yes, right. it's over. It's over. Right. But We're already Nick, dead. Nick, is it time to panic? Are we hitting the panic button? 
Um, that's a good question. I'm not hitting the panic button, but my finger is definitely on the panic button. And the, and the reason behind that is as bad as yesterday was, and really let's face it, guys, as bad as this season has been with all the ups and downs, somehow, some way the Browns still control their own destiny in this thing. Yeah, it's a weird division. That is We're crazy. not doing this goofy thing yet where it's like, oh, well, if the Ravens lose and the Steelers tie, then the Browns get in. We're, we're not there yet. So as bad as it's been, you got to find a way to flush it and, and go out there and just start winning some winning some games, man. I mean, we probably won't win a wild card, right, at this point? Yeah, it's, it seems like that. Probably, yeah. So, right? Yeah. Crazy. Welcome to the AFC. So we were talking about this off air a little bit. Obviously, the defense sucks. Uh, Joe no Woods has been horrible, horribly inconsistent to say the least. Uh, Baker looked horrible. Is it is it is it time to shut down Baker? Like we, we've been very even keeled with Baker. We're like, you know what? He's he's the guy who has gotten us from zero and sixteen, a dumpster fire, to pretty good football. And if he's going to take us to the next step, like deep in the playoffs, maybe probably not at this pace, but we'll see. We might just be kind of a pretty good football team for a while with him. He's not looking good though, man. Is it, is it time to shut him down for the year? I hate the fact that we've got a foot in like two worlds, you know, it's like, what what are we doing with him? You know, it'd be nice to say, Hey, if we're going to make a run for these playoffs, we don't know what we're going to get out of Baker week in, week out. The guy's beat up. I mean, it's it's going to be a new injury, it seems, now every week. you got the foot, right. you've got the knee, you've got the shoulder, you've got all kinds of issues. If you really want to make a concerted run at the playoffs, why not go to Case and say, hey, we're just going to roll with him? Because I don't think K- they they know that they Case must know is that, that Case good. is not the answer. Right. That's got to be it, right? They have no confidence <laughs> in Case. If they did, and I thought they did going into the season, but you're right, Nick. If at this point they're not saying, "Hey, Baker's hurt. We're putting him down. We're going to shut him down. We're going to make a run for this thing." Case is our guy because that's what you got to do in these situations. Yeah. You and know, it's funny that we played Bill Belichick because he was so good about doing that. You know, he famously cut Bernie Kosar. Right. He did the same thing when he was with the Patriots, uh, when he brought in Tom Brady after Drew Bledsoe got hurt. He's just like, hey, that guy's gone. Now, I'm not advocating cutting Baker Mayfield, first of all, but I'm just saying that when you move on, you got to say, hey, this guy's sitting. This guy's going to play. And that's what you need to do to get to the playoffs, I think, because I, I don't think you can play in both worlds right now. I think Bill Belichick would have sat Baker before Cincy, which would obviously not have been a great call. But he probably would have sat him until the bye week, and then he can have a revenge game on the second Ravens game, fully yeah. healthy. Like yeah. this, I'm, I'm with you, Chris. Like this is getting real annoying because Baker's never going to sit himself down, right? If he can hobble out there, he's going. He's going to go right. on the field. If he has one arm, he's going on the field. So yeah, they they got to figure this out because that was just piss poor all around. It was except for Dearness Johnson. Averaged over five yards of carry. Great game, my man. Great game. Man, it's almost like we should have used him a little bit. Yeah, no kidding. You know, at halftime, he was averaging like 10 yards of carry, and then our pass game was averaging like two yards. And I, well, what did we have? 42, 42 yeah. yards? 
unbelievable. It was like, you just look at the stats and go, why the heck did we not run the ball more? Especially after that first drive. It's not like we were in a hole right from the beginning. We scored. Oh, Chris, but the all 22 Twitter will come Gosh, at you. No, it's got to be a mixed bag. Come at me. Come at me, bro. Let's go. Good Lord. I have nothing else to say. Do you guys have anything else to say? Let's talk some Buckeyes. Heck yes. Let's move on. I feel like we talked Browns for five minutes, and that was five minutes too many. We'll get, we'll <laughs> get, get your stuff together, Browns. Let's beat those Lions. Right? All right, let's get into our first featured interview of the week. We're bringing on Cleveland.com's Stephen Memes. We're going to talk about the Buckeyes, team who knows how to win. Let's go. All right, it is Ohio State Buckeye time. Football, basketball writer for Cleveland.com. Steven Means joining the show. Steven, how are you, sir? I'm good. That little uh, little overlay you guys just did, they just basically told me I need to get better, Avi, but I'm doing good. <laughs> I, went, I went out to find, I was like, I got to find a better picture. I was like, ah, oh, that's all right. It's a little blurry. Sorry, man. <laughs> I'm screenshotting you right now. We're going to use that next time. I don't know if this is any better, but I guess it is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, Steve, are you you a Browns fan? No, I would never do that to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. I watched my dad be a Browns fan growing up. I would never want to put myself through that level of torture. Good for you, man. Good for you. All right, let's talk. Let's talk to Buckeyes then. So, obviously, the, the Buckeyes have a, a bit of a schedule left: Michigan State and Michigan. Which which of those components do you think they should be more worried about? I'd say Michigan State because I don't think anybody needs to worry about Ohio State getting up from Michigan. I mean, they put sixty-two on their head in twenty eighteen, and then they put fifty-six yeah. on their head in twenty nineteen. And obviously, most people have heard the rumors of Ryan Day allegedly saying that the next time we play you in some type of conference call, telling Harbaugh, we're going to put 100 on your head the next time we see you. I don't know if he actually said that or not. I can't confirm that. But what I do know is they take that rivalry pretty serious over there. And they do something dedicated to it pretty much every single day. And then it ramps up times 100 during that week. So I'm not worried about them getting up for that. This Michigan State team actually is pretty good because Kenneth Walker might be a Heisman Trophy candidate. Um, they've got a solid passing game with Jaden Reed and Jalen Nader. Obviously, the wide receivers lead that. Um, I just think Michigan State's the better team, so it, they, they just might, you know, put up a better fight against Ohio State than its rival would be, which is a crazy thing to say. <laughs> yeah, right. So let's just say the Buckeyes win out. Which which Western Division opponent do you think would give them the biggest challenge in the conference championship? <laughs> um. <laughs> Honestly, Minnesota is interesting just because they did some weird stuff the first time they played them. And hmm. Ohio State was all types of loss, and they couldn't stop the run. But also, Ibrahim is Muhammad Ibrahim's not playing, so you take away that aspect. So maybe I'd say Wisconsin just because they're the best team in the West, but I don't know if I believe it at all. Just I don't think anybody in the West is good. That's where I'm coming to at this point. I don't think anybody in the West is actually good. The three good teams in this conference all play in the East, which is the same every year. 
I kind of noticed from that laugh. Yeah, it's really boring covering Ohio State sometimes, man. It's a lot of <laughs> this. Uh, this is not good. This is not good. So what? They won fifty nine to thirty one. What do you want me to say? <laughs> how about how about the favorite for the Heisman? How, how do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's a Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud battle for it at this point. Kenneth Walker's really good, but I think his moment was the Michigan game, and I just think it was way too early. Matt Corral's kind of missed his moment because, I mean, if he had showed out against Alabama, I think the leader now, but he didn't do that. And the Ole Miss is not a playoff team. Um, Pittsburgh's quarterback, I mean, he's Pittsburgh's quarterback, so that's not a real thing there. And then obviously there's some – listen, I'm just going to be honest. And then Georgia, obviously, I think the best player in college football is probably Jordan Davis, the defensive back by the Georgia. But they rotate those guys so consistently that he's never going to have the numbers. So he can't have the Chase Young type of season that would match the talent that is there. You have to take him off the board. You can do the same with some of Alabama's linebackers and all the way down the board, the same with Ohio State's wide receivers. So I think, I mean, this stretch of game, C.J. Stroud's got to play Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan, all those teams are in the top 20 right now. And then you add in potentially Wisconsin, who's top 20 right now. That's four top 20 teams in the country that he's going to have to play. And if he's going to keep putting up these ridiculous numbers, that's his case. While it looks like Bryce Young's going to have a date with Georgia and Atlanta at the first week of December. And so that's where he makes his case. So I just think it's a two-man battle, even if neither has necessarily done much to separate themselves yet. Stephen, let's go past the Big Ten and the Big Ten Championship. How would this team fare? How do you think they measure up to teams like Georgia, Alabama, and I'll even throw in Cincinnati. How do you think that they'd compare to a Cincinnati right now? Cincinnati's hard because the last time Luke Fickle got a chance to play Ohio State, he got shut out. And I'm not joking with that. I just think he he overthought that moment. It's him coming home, and I think he's, he didn't treat it like it was just a normal game. He tried to he just did a little too much there. I don't think that would happen this time. I just think Ohio State's the more talented team, and that would show. Ohio State's got three first-round receivers, and the who was the fourth-best guy in that room is now Alabama's best receiver, which is – I mean, that's a crazy thing to say. It's so incredible. I don't, I don't, incredible. Yeah, it is. It, it is. I just don't think Cincinnati has the talent, even if they are having an impressive season to keep up with Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, those teams. I don't know how good Alabama is. I think Bryce Young is really good. I think Jamison Williams is really fast. And I think they've got some good linebackers. But I just don't know if this is an Alabama team I fear the way that maybe you feared some Alabama teams in the past. So I'll give – I don't even know if they're going to make the playoff, quite to be frank with you, because if they lose to Georgia, they're out. They're not getting in with two losses, so I'm not necessarily worried about that. I think Georgia and Ohio State are the two best teams in the country because there's no complete team. But Georgia's got the best defense in the country, and Ohio State's got the best offense in the country. So how about they just do us all a favor and get on the field together and see which unit's better? I like that. Going to the other side of the ball, what do you think about this Buckeyes defense? Kerry Coombs has been up and down. He handed off his play-calling assignments back earlier in the season. Uh, Of course, we saw the effort last weekend, gave up a lot of points. Uh, So what do you think about this Buckeyes defense, and what do you think the potential is as they enter the last part of the season? I think the Buckeyes defense has an offense that scores 45 points a game. So it's it's um, I, Best defense I is a good offense, it. right? I, yeah, but in this situation, it's like I, I we've been saying it all year on our, our podcast, Buckeye Talk, and we've been writing it all year and saying it all year all over the place. How good does defense have to be if that's what your offense is going to do? I mean, you gave up 31 points. You're supposed to lose a football game like that, except – 
your offense scored 59 points. And so I think, can the defense be good enough to not get in the offense's way? Now, granted, I'll I'll give the defense some respect. Defense is why they won against Penn State. It's the reason they won against Nebraska, because the offense kind of went flat for a little bit. So I'll give them a little bit of respect there. But I think if this defense can get to a space where it's only giving up 20 to 24 points, that's fine because you're still beating teams by three touchdowns. And so I think they're okay. I think Purdue threw it a lot. They threw it like 54 times. I don't know if there's another team on the schedule who's going to do that. Um, they do still need to you know, clean up that run game a little bit. And, yes, they lead the nation in sacks and whatnot, but they didn't really do that on Saturday. They didn't get home at all, and I think they only had one pressure. But I think this defense has showed me enough to let me know they're not going to go in, get in the way of the offense. That's all that really matters. You know, I think you you hinted at it and you said it best. I think at this point in the the Buckeyes football season, a lot of us just kind of want to see Ohio State and Georgia. At least that's where I'm at. If those two do come to face, how how do you think that shakes out? What's your, what's your instinct say there? It's either going to be fourteen to seven and Georgia wins, or it's going to be. 42 to 35 and Ohio State wins. I have no idea how that game is going to play out because, like, I genuinely don't know how good Ohio State's defense is or isn't. I know they're not a league. I don't – are they average? Georgia's offense is okay, but also they're not playing their best quarterback right now because I don't know what's going on with JT Daniels. He was hurt, and then now he just doesn't have the job. So they're not the most competent offense in the world. So I don't know. It's this is this is a hard year of college football because there's no complete team. There's no runaway Heisman Trophy candidate. None of the normal stuff that we see in college football exists this year. So it's either going to be really high scoring or really low scoring, and we're going to find out some things about one of these units. One of these units might be fraud, and that's hyperbolic to say, but. That's also on the table is that it's a 41 to 14 game because one of these units was just barred. We'll maybe find that out. But I I don't know if we're ever going to really get a handle on this season. If you, if you had to take a guess, how does your college football playoff shake out here in two weeks? Um, I'm confident about three. I know Penn's in – I think <laughs> I know Ohio State's getting in. I don't think they're losing anybody. And I think Georgia's getting in. Um, I'm still on the fence whether I think Alabama can beat Georgia because if they beat them, they both get in and then it falls everything. But I know for sure it's those are my five though. It's going to be Georgia, Oklahoma, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, and Oregon are in regardless of what's going on. And then either Cincinnati or Alabama gets in depending on who wins the SEC championship. Hmm. Which I know is a cop out answer, but I'm going to stick with that answer so nobody can yell at me on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) We're perfectly fine with that. Hey, hey, switch it here, Stephen, over to basketball. I know we're in the middle of football season. A lot of people don't even look at the hardwood hardwood for the Buckeyes this early, but I've been following them. You know, they had the buzzer beater against Akron, fortunately won that. Uh, A little bit more space against Niagara, though. That one was still close. Uh, Tonight they blew out Bowling Green. Give us an overview of this Buckeyes team. What does Chris Moltman's squad look like for this year? And then what's the ceiling for it? Do you like EJ Liddell? I do. If you Okay. You should get used to watching EJ Liddell for the next two months here because that's all you're going to get offensively. Now, granted tonight, I think you only had 13 points and whatnot, but yeah. it's Bowling Green. It's, they're supposed to win that game by 40. I think they're really young. I think their second and third most talented players are freshmen who are really playing their first real college basketball. Malachi Branham, especially, this is game three for him. 
Michi was here last year, but he was basically only here to watch C.J. Walker play point guard, not to actually have an impact on the court. So those two guys are really young, and they're going to have to gain experience, and they're going to make some mistakes, and they're going to look good at some times. Guys aren't healthy. Justin Sewing has got a growing issue that's been traveling with him since basically February and March. That's still not right, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Kyle Young, we know he's probably going to be in and out the lineup because there's always stuff. Seth Towns won't be until December, January at the earliest. So there's just going to be a lot of figuring out. And in the meantime, EJ Liddell is just going to have to be 25 and 8 every single night to keep this team afloat. And that's not a bad thing. It's, I'm basically saying he needs to be a national player of the year candidate to keep this team afloat until everybody gets it. And it'll probably start clicking around January, which is fine. But if EJ does what he's supposed to do, then and this team comes along the way I think this team is going to come along the way Holtman thinks this team is coming along then this is a team that should get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. And we shouldn't run into a problem where they're losing to Oral Roberts in the first round or they're getting to the second round of the tournament and they're they're flaming out. What do you make of Michi Johnson, one of those younger players that you had just mentioned? I know he's got a lot of eyeballs up here in Cleveland, the Garfield Heights Mm -hmm. guy. What do you make of Michi this season and throughout, you know, some, some high hopes for his Buckeyes career, am I correct? Yeah, he's really explosive, and I think he knows he he's better than a lot of people on the court, and I think he knows that too, which can sometimes get him in trouble. I just think he needs to slow down, and that'll come. I think right now he gets the ball, and he's 100 miles per hour, which is great when it works, but when it doesn't work, it's a really bad turnover. He had a couple of night. Uh, he had a couple against Niagara, and he had a lot against Akron, and so the game's just going to have to start slowing down for him. I understand the first time anybody ever saw him as a freshman at Garfield Heights, he put up 50 points in a basketball game. That Michi still exists, but the Michi who will also get 10 turnovers in a game exists too. So he's got to find some middle ground between those two people early on in his career. Steven, you mentioned your podcast. Uh, is is it this a Buckeyes podcast? Yeah, it's called Buckeyes Talk. It's pretty much anywhere you can find uh, – Ohio State podcast or any other type of podcast, myself and Doug Lamarice and Nathan Baird, and we have a good time. It's five days a week. I, don't ask me how we find ways to five, get five days, days a week. week. Five wow. days a week, three hundred and sixty-five days a year. I don't know wow. how we do it. It's crazy because if you there's like thirty percent of our podcast is us being on air throwing. I don't know how we're gonna do this every day, and then we consistently find ways to do it every yeah. single day, and they're long. They're like. 90 minute podcast and then we have a super long one that goes like two and a half hours we talk a lot that's more than the flagship station down here in columbus talks buckeyes that's pretty amazing that's good stuff yeah Uh, it is good stuff until you realize you've been sitting in the chair sweating talking into a mic for two and a half hours Oh, man, that's fantastic. Go check them out, Stephen Beans, cleveland.com. Check out the podcast, Buckeye Talk. Uh, one more before we let you out of here. Chris Olave, where, where do you think he's going to go in the draft? And do you think the Browns would Why be, would be the Browns? Please. <laughs> do you want Olave or do you want Wilson? I've seen both. Yeah, I've seen Browns, man. I'll take yeah. either. both? <laughs> um. <laughs> Chris Olave might be the third best receiver in that room, which is crazy because he's the well, semifinalist. <clears throat> um, I think Garrett's the better pros prospect. Chris is the better college football player. But, I, I mean, I think they're both going to be really, really good. I think they're both top 15 picks. Garrett's just a little bit more explosive. He's six foot one, maybe, and, like, 
boots and Timberlands, but he plays like he's six foot four. Um, he really explosive, really strong hands. And so I just think he's, I don't know if Chris is a surefire, like number one receiver in the NFL. I think he has a skill set of one. He's just not as big. He's just not as explosive as Garrett Wilson could be with the ball in his hands. I, yeah. but I know looking at Garrett, that kid's gonna, he might have a thousand yards next year, depending on what team wow. he goes to. So, but I do think both of those guys are top 15 picks. And obviously just to talk about some of the other guys, Jack Smith Jigba, that kid's a first rounder. Uh, Meke Ibuka, who we keep seeing almost break a kick return for a touchdown. I think he's the best guy in the room as far as the ceiling. Um, he's a first future first rounder. Julian Fleming is the number one wide receiver in the 2020 recruiting class. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the son of a Hall of Famer. You get the point. It's a lot happening in that room right now. I'm sorry. This is, this is if I sound annoyed, it's because I say this 75 times a day. But to the point of seriously, I think Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are both. <laughs> Top 15 <laughs> picks in the NFL draft. I know. I know. Which is wild. That's crazy. As Urban Meyer used to yeah. say big city problems. Yes, very much so. Big city problems. Steven, we appreciate the time, my man. Hope to have you on again sometime soon. Definitely. Anytime. All right. Steven Means, ladies and gentlemen, great stuff. stuff. Great stuff from Steven. Let me give him a round of applause. You can tell that's a guy that does a lot of podcasting. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Good stuff. We don't we don't talk enough Buckeyes, Chris. I know that's why I heard him on the station down here, and I was like, I got to get that guy on, and he was fantastic, just as he was when I listened to him. So that's right. We'll have Stephen back on again. Absolutely. Let's go back to back interviews. Keep the winning going yes. because we're talking well, some calves. We're talking some career bumps up to ESPN. Let me find her. Uh, picture here hold on one second. i like how on the screen dude. it pains me to say it but former Cavs sideline reporter newest member of espn Miss Angel Gray, welcome back to the show. How we doing? I was a little nervous about that picture selection. I'll be honest. Like, no! That's all Nick. That's I'm all doing, Nick. I'm doing well. I've been able to uh, calm down. It's been a very overwhelming week, but as you um, already know, it's been exciting. An exciting journey, an exciting ride. Obviously, awesome to be back with you guys, too, so thanks for having me. Heck yeah, congratulations. We saw that news. I was like, no, but I was like, all right, we're happy for you, whatever. <laughs> and I, I tell you what, it was the hardest thing to actually like write that letter yeah. to. I but bet, yeah. It was a, a full week of like, I want to make sure they understand how invested I was in this team, this city. Like, I really, I remember coming back from even Atlanta after I did the WNBA stuff in the summer in the first game back at home and my friend comes down and she's like, welcome home. And I was like, Oh, it's home. Like it, that, that's that feeling that I had. And I mean, just to 
have to say I have to step away. Like, obviously, it's an amazing opportunity. It's literally a dream come true. And it doesn't mean that I have to give my calves uh, gear away, which is great. Um, but it, it it definitely, it stung. It was bittersweet to say bye to some amazing people, obviously, family. And um, the guys have been amazing, front office, obviously, the network, and just AC, John, and Andre being able to step in. But it was hard. It was it, My goal was to get through the day, the last day, without crying. And I was this close. Uh, until some of the guys so uh, all in all i'm excited but uh it definitely still stings a bit <laughs> well you you picked one hell of a send-off game <laughs> right oh my yeah. god that was did they dedicate it to you or they at halftime they're like all right we're we're winning this one for angel yeah at, at some point i was like you know it's my last game so I, bump it i'm not a reporter anymore i'm just a fan and we're basically you're giving me a mic to just be like a homer at this point <laughs> and i remember at the beginning of the game darius uh, walking past me i said dude we got to get this this win you got to get it he was like all right cool i got you i got you i got you and uh, jetty said the same thing and a couple of the other guys jared allen started doing this fist bump with me right in the middle of my hits i'm like what are we doing so it was it was just one of those things where you're like finish strong. Like I don't want this to be the last game where it's just like down 19. I gotta ask sad questions. So the fact that they were able to come back, um, you know, even at the buzzer beater, a couple of the uh, you know guys in the front office pointed at me and like that's for you. The security guys, this is for you. That's awesome. I mean, it 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 was literally the most overwhelming experience you could ever imagine. The picture that you showed is literally gonna go. <laughs> With Darius Garland, Jimmy, well, with, the, with the shot of my career with the Cavs. I mean, we're literally screaming at each other. Um, just, just so pumped about that win. That was a huge win for them. Obviously, being depleted, but all in, I'm, a, I'm a little selfish, and to go out with you know the back-to-back wins is pretty cool. How cool was the moment too, Angel, after the game, and, and you got some airtime even after you were technically done in the presser with Darius and Evan, and they presented you that basketball. It was kind of a cool moment to watch at home. How cool was that for you to, or were, were you shocked there at all? I was because I mean it could be business as usual. You know, you could yeah. say I'm going on to another venture, and they're like, "Well, best of luck." But when you know that you really invested in relationships, you understand how they're going to give back to you. And they have been phenomenal. I actually have some flowers that are still sitting over here right now. So these are my wine and gold flowers that Madison for the social director gave me. And I'm still waiting to see if I can get a nice little frame for this. But yeah, here's the basketball. Look at that. Wow, right there. Right here. Like this means the world to me. So, I mean... I don't want any of my um, chicken soup to get on it or anything, but I just want to make sure that's in a safe place. Uh, that's going to be definitely highlighted in, in my future office. So you, you need Rafa to put it in the uh, picture frame. I know. Okay, so it's not a picture frame. It's a picture frame, but it's Angels Night at the Museum. <laughs> let let that be very. You got to keep that going. Keep that going. Angels yeah. at the Museum. I told him he's he's cleared to use it since he's used it. <laughs> uh, unbeknownst to me in many occasions <laughs> but honestly like it that became one of the coolest things too just kind of like finding the best plays the best dunks and you know double uh submissions and then the fans jumping on and saying we think you should use this one if we were able to progress we were going to find some really creative ways to get everybody involved but um yeah i'm, I'm cool with him still using it <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic um so Obviously, you're moving on to ESPN. Have you announced like exactly what you're going to be doing? You're allowed to talk about it, or what's what's going on here? Uh, so <laughs> I, I can say this: don't um, get in trouble. 
I, I won't. I, I think it's exciting because it's not limited to just one sport. And I'll just be a juggernaut of such. But they literally said, we want you to be a big part of professional sports, which was awesome for me. And then two, because I'm a product of the ACC. So being being able to go back to ACC Network and, and cover some amazing games and, you know, obviously their release, who I'll be working with, which is exciting news for me, too, um, is is a a really humbling experience, you know, and I just remember, you know, when I was younger and everybody wanted to work for ESPN and, you know, you're getting E3 games and things here and there, but to be full time and I know benefits sound great to everyone, but they sound amazing to me. So <laughs> that alone, I was just like, you know what, this, this is going to be a really cool opportunity and being closer to home. And that's just, it's, it's a really awesome opportunity and I really couldn't pass it up. Congratulations, Angel. While you're there at the mothership, can you see about getting the Cavs a few national games? Oh, yeah. Listen, I, listen my first email, and we keep winning. I'm like, look, I don't care if I'm running stats. I got to be in the building <laughs> to make sure that, you know, we're on TV. This, these guys are so awesome. They're fun to be around. They're yeah. focused. One of my favorite quotes um, of the year was when we were in Toronto, I believe. And it was when Darius Garland hit the two free throws that obviously won the game with like 4.8 seconds left or something to that nature. And he turned to Evan. He was like, hey, dude, you won this game for us. It was four seconds left on the shot clock, the game clock. And Evan turns to me and goes, we still have four seconds left. And it's just that serious of like, we're not happy to just be in the game. You know, I know there were a couple of times even in previous years where it was just like, well, we didn't get blown out. But yeah. the, the attitude, the attitude is just like, no, we want people to feel us. We want people to understand that we have arrived and the work that they put in. I don't think we've talked about it enough, like what this team has done in the offseason, being in Vegas together and working out, being, you know, here doing boxing classes and axe throwing together and stuff like that. This team really enjoys being around one another, are invested in one another. And it's a bunch of dogs, as you can see. We bring it up all the time about the barking, but they want to win for one another. And Coach Bickerstaff has been the ultimate leader in everything that they've been able to do. That they are they are laser focused. I'm sad that they dropped the one today, obviously to Boston, but I don't know if we had any available bodies at this point. But um, hopefully we can bounce back in in Brooklyn. How cool is the barking stuff, Angel? Because for me, it re- it reminds me a little bit of you know when JB was with Memphis and the whole grit and grind mentality that he brought to that bunch. Kind of seems like, you know, JB's getting a little comfortable here in Cleveland. We're copy and pasting some of that formula that that we saw work over there in Memphis. Yeah, Memphis, but also like the dog pound here. Why not have it be a whole city type of thing? But honestly, Lamar Stevens uh, was the one that started that. He told me um, at a meet the team event that it was something where he was just on the bench and just intimidate other players. He would just bark at him. It's like, I don't know where I'm like, dude, that's weird. He was just like, but it's not on everybody else started barking. So it just became our thing. Like we're dogs. We're going to go after you. We're coming at you. Then he told me the quote that he um, had while he was at Penn. He said, the hungriest dog is the fastest to the food. And so it's like one of those mentalities, like we're going to go after you because we're the hungriest on the court. Like everybody else thinks they're going to win. No, we want, we're going to win. We're going to fight for every single possession. So when you see that and then they're barking (laughs) and jumping on one another, I think it's cool because even when I was in college, that was our mentality. Like we weren't the best team in the ACC, but when we were able to, even in the NCAA tournament, um, beat Stanford at Stanford, who was the number two seed. And I think we were like a 10 seed. 
we were on the floor getting dirty. And that's the mentality. Like we were ro rolling on the floor um, with one another. And it's just that same mentality of like, you got to get dirty. You got you to gotta be a dog in order to, to win tough games. And they've been doing so. Angel, can, you, can, you text, can you text JB and the crew and have them visit our Browns for a motivational speak? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're barking like once every two, two and a half weeks right now. Listen, I can't have the Falcons and the Browns down. I, that's just a depressing Sunday. So, <laughs> I literally, there are days when I remember, that's how you know I love this city. I remember going, um, just watching the Browns at home. My dad was like, you know, the, the Browns game's on. I was like, that's you. Like, I got it. I'm good. I know the Browns are on. But like, <laughs> if they're down, I'm like, Jesus, what am I going to do? But if the Falcons are losing, then it's just all bad. Like, Cavs fans are like, you should just be on our side. I don't know what I want to do right now. At this point, I'm just happy that the Cavs are winning. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll let you know about that motivational speech. <laughs> so, Angel, when, when does it all kick? Oh, go ahead, Chris. Well, I was going to say, you know, you talked about the team being fun, and there's no doubt about it. Like, every game, it seems like this is a team that just exudes fun, which a lot of the teams, you know, even when they were good, sometimes it would be frustrating as a fan to watch. One of the new pieces this year, Ricky Rubio, can you talk about kind of his influence on the team? Because it feels like some of the up-tempo stuff and some of the stuff that he's done has rubbed off on some of the younger guys in the locker room. <laughs> I, I don't want to say this in a sense of like, I know he, that he's an 11-year vet, but when you're mentioning fun, he's like the the uncle that keeps everybody in line. Like, all right, y'all be safe out there <laughs> while they're out there dancing. They literally are <laughs> dancing, having fun with one another, doing competitions yeah. on the floor. And Ricky's just like, ha all right, cool. But he <laughs> just kept everybody together. That was one yeah. part. There are two uh, defining moments for me with him. Very first game, we were at Memphis. Memphis and there was just, uh, just a miscue or something on the floor, like a bad play that resulted with Memphis scoring on the other end. Probably Ja was on top 10 somewhere. So everyone's looking like, what are we doing? At that very moment, you could see Ricky just go, gathered everyone, looked at every single person, and they were looking dead in his eyes, and he was just explaining where everyone needed to be. I was like, that's leadership. That's going to take us a long way. Wow. But another point on the bench just recently, and it might have even been in the Detroit game. Okay. We won that one by 20. Mm -hmm. But I remember him looking at everyone and saying, we have to make sure that we're on the same page. We have to make sure that you like they respect him so much that when he is getting on someone, they're like, you're right. I got it. I got to do better. And then you move on to the next thing. He has that credibility within a huddle that you just is golden. It literally is golden. And everyone talks about his impact on the backcourt with Darius and Colin, obviously. But it goes way beyond that. Like Coach Bickerstaff trusts him. I trust him. You know, he's shown off the yeah. bench that he is just a factor and he's just been incredibly uh, important to this roster, not just from an aspect of being a vet, but also by leading example of how to play each night. That's so that's, that's fantastic stuff, Angel. Um, it's, it's weird that you're gone now. That's super yeah. weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's normally the part, Dave, where you say, okay, where can people find you? Well, ESPN is going to yeah, be where, the answer there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like when does it all kick off? 
Wait, do you what like what's your schedule? Like, are you gonna be traveling all over the place? That's do you have confidential, Dave. You're I'm asking her confidential that. questions yeah, now. You're gonna get her into trouble. No, I'm not, not necessarily. I will be traveling, but I'll be here through Christmas. Like nice. Ooh. Go figure. I'm like, they're like, you're gonna stay in Cleveland through Christmas. I was like, oh, that's what put my tree up one last time, and that'll be that. Nice. But I have my first game is gonna be December 2nd. Um on ESPN too. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, kind of nervous. It's going to be so different, but I'm, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> that is cool. Make sure you tweet it out. So we know exactly when you're going to be on. So everyone in Cleveland can watch it. I will for sure. And uh, flooded with go Cavs. That's fine. by yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> Angel, you are the best. We're going to miss you, but we're, we're very, very excited to see you on the big screen. Uh, and, and looking forward to that real soon. Listen, thanks so much for your support through this whole journey. Like, obviously, I, I mentioned it with our network and even, you know, with the fans. It's it's people like you guys who make covering these teams fun, you know, and really diving in on who everyone is. So thanks so much for your support and everything. And obviously, I'm just a direct message away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, last one before I let you go. How did Andre do filling in for you? was great i mean he looks very interesting in a tie but outside of that i know <laughs> uh, you're the best thanks we'll uh we'll see you on the big screen soon thanks guys have a take care yeah. thanks angel awesome awesome stuff from angel she's great one of the best interviews out there oh absolutely so engaging too you know, she'll do she'll do fantastic there at ESPN. I think it goes without saying, but it's it's yep. nice to see somebody from Cleveland once again, you know, who's come through this market, um, go on to bigger, better things. And uh yeah. she's gonna be fantastic. That's right. Do you know what else is gonna be fantastic, Chris? Giving away some Labat blue lights and some GP <laughs> shirts. Let's go. Week one contestant will get a chance to win cash for some Labatt six packs, 12 packs, 24 packs, and a GV art shirt. This week, we're welcoming in Jimmy. I saw him stretching in the green room there. He's getting ready for some Browns trivia on who wants to be a billionaire. Jimmy. Hey, wait a second. Before we do this, what? I've, what? Got, a bone, I've got a bone to pick with Jimmy here. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, no. Uh, Jimmy. coming at him. You don't follow anybody on the show, and you want to be on Who Wants to Be a Billionaire. What's the deal? No, no, I definitely follow. Uh, hold on. I follow <laughs> oh, one of you for sure. One of us. I follow Nick. Nick I don't care. You follow Nick, Nick, Chris. You follow Nick, okay. Yeah, me, Nick, or Dollar else. Dog Nick, though. You don't follow Padone. You don't follow Dave. You don't I'll follow, follow, I'll follow everyone right now, right now. Look at that. Let see, he, Jimmy. He's only saying this because the only way you get clues if you is if you, if you follow. I'm you taking follow. away the clues oh. unless I get a follow. 
I'm following everyone right now. Hold on. There we go. Let's see. Yes. I follow the show. So yeah, that account. I follow the show. I, I, I treat everybody the same. I did the same thing to Mark Price. I gave him a hard time. He, <laughs> he did follow he did. us. He did. He followed. That's right. It's just the I rules of the Mark show. Price, does Mark Price still follow you, Chris? He does. I have to check in periodically because I think, you know. Chris, I feel like we check in like once a month. Like, hey, is Mark Price still following you? I'll take <laughs> yeah, I'm good too. I'm in the clear. Well, I don't All right, follow next. him. I gotta throw Mark and follow back. Wait, Mark, you don't follow back, Mark Price? No, oh. I just, I just oh, did now. All right, everyone got their follow. Oh, here we go. All right, Jimmy's All right. board. You Clues now qualify for there. some help, Jimmy. How confident are you in Brown's trivia? Sixty mm, percent. All right, that's, that's not that confident. That's a passing, that's a passing grade. <laughs> Yes. A lot like my, my I don't know. We've some pretty confident guys come on here and say like hundred percent. So we'll see. Sixty percent. All right. All right. So Jimmy, if you get if you get stuck, you get a lifeline. You can call a friend, put them on speakerphone. They've got five seconds to answer after you read the question. Are you ready to kick this thing off? I'm ready. All right. Let me find my dramatic music. <laughs> All right. Here, here we go. Question number one for cash for a six-pack of Labatt. Which wide receiver now starts for the Lions after getting cut by the Browns this preseason? Oh, that's that's Kadero Hodge. Nice. That was impressive. Big, big Kadero Hodge fan. Heck yeah, let's bring him back. That, that one would have tripped me up. That was pretty good. That was that was, that was a, that was that wasn't tough, but it was a. Uh, I would have missed it. One. I'll straight up <laughs> tell you, I would have missed that, no doubt. All right, Jimmy, would you like to move on for cash for a twelve pack? Yeah, let's let's keep going. Oh, I'd have All this right, one, Chris. Give it to him. This one's easy. I would have gotten this one for cash for a twelve pack of Labatt. This former Pro Bowl QB played one season with the Browns, and it was a magical season, by the way. He signed with the Lions the next year and led Detroit to a 13-10 and 10 victory over Cleveland in his first start. I can't Easy. read that. 13-10 victory over Cleveland in his first start. Name that quarterback. This is a big signing for us. Back read, read it again because I, I feel like that's actually kind of a tough question. Oh, it's the Butch Davis years. This former Pro Bowl Pro quarterback. Bowl. That's a hit. Yeah, I think the, the Lions is throwing it off. He signed with the Lions. I didn't realize he was with the Lions. I didn't know that either. The next year and led Detroit to a 13-10 victory over Cleveland in his first start. He was married to a Playboy model. Um, May still be for all I know, but I don't Browns think. quarterback. Most were not married to a Playboy model. He, he famously... I think he got either a DUI or something right before the season. Hey, we almost had like, AJ McCarron. He's married to no. who? AJ McCarron. Yeah, very embarrassing. Catherine Webb. Yes, Nick. Well done. She yeah, she trends on Twitter every time that AJ McCarron gets in a game. Um, I'll just take a guess and go with Trent Dilfer. Okay, would you like that to be your final answer? I'll give you one clue. He was more of a mobile quarterback than Trent Dilfer. Oh, I did not know that there were clues. I will take the clue. <laughs> I fought everyone I for you it, will. so I'll take it. Uh, Pro Bowl mobile Browns. I think that's fair to say he was a mobile quarterback, right, Chris? He was yeah, he was yeah, definitely he's more mobile than Dilfer Dimes. 
from the Niners. And we wow. can we can use a life. I have one lifeline, right? Yeah, one lifeline. Okay. We're going lifeline? Going lifeline. All right, who are we calling? I'm calling my dad. Good call. There it is. If I was on the spot, I would always call my dad. My dad would take way too long. He'd be like, you're doing what now? A show on the internet. And you're asking me about Browns trivia right now. And it's a quarterback that was for the Pro Bowl and the Browns. It's, it's got to be Kozar. <laughs> trying to think of who I would call. I'd probably call you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, no. same. I'd, I'd definitely just put or it Nick. in. Yeah, or yeah. something like that. I'd put yeah. it in our group chat. Oh, he didn't one of us. oh no, his dad didn't pick up. Oh, is he on Do Not Disturb? He's got you blocked. He writes back. New Go phone. Do this. If it's on Do Not Disturb. Back calls. Yeah, if it's on Do Not Disturb, you got to call through twice. It my phone's always late. on Do it's, Not Disturb. It's almost 10 o'clock at night, I guess. He's going to think there's like an emergency. <laughs> no. He's going to wake up and be like, oh, my God, I've missed 17 calls. I know. Okay, I... Wait, uh, I'm. Do you know uh, you follow Reflog on Twitter, right? Oh, God. <laughs> because oh, God. I just started. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, no. Okay, I'm, I'm on his. I'm on his podcast. Web podcasting right now. Yeah, I got that guy. Well, I'm playing. Who wants to be a millionaire? But it's Brown's questions. I'm like on, and you're my lifeline right now. <laughs> this is fantastic. Okay, I'm gonna put you on speaker, and they're gonna read the question back. You, you Jimmy, okay. you could read it to him. You could read it to him. Okay. Or you, you don't have it though, but. This okay. former pro you're on speaker. They're about to read it. All right, here we go. This former Pro Bowl quarterback played one season with the Browns. He signed with the Lions the next year and led Detroit to a 13-10 victory over Cleveland in his first start. It's a cor- quarterback, QB, right? Not corner. QB. Quarterback, correct. Quarterback, 49ers quarterback, went. One year with us, and then to the Lions. Uh, Jeff Garcia. Wow! The lifeline! Got it. All right, thanks. Very nice. Wow. There we go. Judicious use of a lifeline right there. Well done. Clutch. Heck yeah. All right, Jimmy, uh, would you like to move on? You have a 12-pack right now. I'll just keep moving. (laughs) Why not? All right, Nick, give me the question. Number three. Let's do it. Question number three. For cash, I feel like I need the music too, Dave. There we go. For cash for a 24-pack of Labatt, the last time the Cleveland Browns beat the Lions was 2001. That's that's a regular season victory there, folks. Jeez. The Browns' defense really? intercepted Detroit's starting QB seven times. Seven. Who was that quarterback? Oof. Oh, uh, I was three old. Uh, I've got no idea. I'll take a guess. David Carr. Oh, no. That's a tough one, man. 2001. I don't. That was the last time we beat the Lions? That feels horrible. That just feels not good. And I didn't realize this guy was their quarterback either. 
Yeah, the answer was Ty Detmer. Nice. BYU's finest. He threw Dang. seven interceptions. What were they – and they didn't throw the ball that much back then either. What were they doing in that game? Uh, who knows, man. I feel Jimmy, like he would have gotten, sorry, gotten question four. Let me ask him question four because I think that was the easiest of them all. We got him kind of reversed. All right. If, if you get question four, we'll give cash for a six-pack. How about that? There you all go. All right. Let's go for Everybody it. wins after a Browns loss. Let's do it. The Browns and Lions used to play each other in the preseason every single year. It was a tradition unlike any other. What is the name of the trophy that the winning team receives? Oh, it's the Great Lakes Barge. There you go. What a rivalry. What a rivalry. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald Trophy, the barge. Heck yes. All right, you're going to get at least a buzz on. Six-pack of Labatt Blue Light coming at you. Great, we'll take it. Heck yeah. Thanks for joining. Before we let you go, any thoughts on the Browns? And by the way, that Jaws poster is awesome. It is awesome. Uh, you said Ty Detmer threw seven interceptions in 01? Yeah. All right. Well, Jared Goff's throwing eight on Sunday. Nice. <laughs> we got to win that game, right? Yeah. Must win. Must win. Browns by a million. You heard Browns it. Browns by a million. Yes. And we all have a new follower. <laughs> so did your dad say he follows me or no? He had no idea. Um, who you were, Chris. No. There you go. <laughs> nice. Like father, like son, Chris. Fantastic. I love it. Jimmy, thanks, thanks for, for the support of your family. Man. I appreciate it. Well, you got a permanent <laughs> follower now, so appreciate there it. We go. There we go. There we go. All right. Good stuff, well, man. Appreciate right. it. Go Browns. We'll we will talk to you on Twitter. Thanks, man. All right, see you, Jimmy. <laughs> Those that was tough. Ty, there's no yeah. way I would have gotten Ty Detmer. What's crazy is none of us remember no that chance. game. Nick G didn't even remember that game. He was literally sending us screenshots of like pro, you know, like pro football reference to make sure that like we we realized that it was happened. legit. So, so clearly, yeah. we we don't have much history with the Lions. No, because 2001, like how outside long? of preseason, we got a lot of preseason. Yeah, which is a lot of that's preseason, what, yeah, a lot preseason, preseason bad blood. Yeah, that's the crazy part. Man, I will say I like the Lions' new uniforms. They redid that, correct, I think. I haven't really noticed. Don't say anything nice about our opponent, Nick. Say that. Say They're that. The, dude, they don't have w- not one win yet. I'm complimenting their uniforms. How how piss poor was that kick, that field goal kick? <laughs> to, to win how the piss game. poor was that whole, that whole game was a nightmare? Oh my I was just thinking a winless team in Nick's complimenting their uniforms when we went 0 and 16 you couldn't even do that right no, was, God, no. those were awful. You, we didn't have like opposing fans going well i'll say something nice i really like those unis that they i wore. really like the text on the pants <laughs> <laughs> it's big all right you you know what team you're playing that's how bad we were you couldn't even compliment the unis horrible let's look at those lines let's look at some bets uh, Oh, up there. Do we do we update the graphic? I don't know. At this point, why bother? Does he have a touchdown yet tonight, Nick? <laughs> nope. And matter of fact, his offense does not look very good, guys. Does the, he have a catch? Uh, the high-flying Los Angeles Rams have only seven points. 
How Boom. far in? Are we? Odell's fault. We're, I think we're in the third quarter. Cooper Cup just dropped a pass. So really, everything is just going right according to plan. They've That's been right. Odelled. They've it's been Odelled. Tough. Yep. I would start uh, selling those Rams Super Bowl props if you can. There you go. Winning season be, is still in full effect. Not every other week for the Browns <laughs> at my bookie. And it is time to get into the action. Browns fans, stop fighting each other on Twitter about Baker Mayfield. Go get started by doubling that deposit. Give you the firepower to add excitement to those games you love. You got OSU football versus Michigan coming up this weekend. No, Michigan State. Or Michigan State, sorry. You keep saying Michigan. Michigan's in two weeks. Two weeks, whatever. Michigan State, then Michigan, two wins, whatever. Go bet them both. Go bet the overs on them. Uh, Go bet probably, I don't know, on on the Browns, I just don't know anymore. Cavs. Just just flip a flip a coin and just take a bet. <laughs> you really don't know what you're gonna get. Rock, Use paper, promo scissors. code Big Play. Uh, get that deposit match dollar for dollar. Promo code Big Play. Double it up. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, this I feel like this spread has moved around quite a bit. I thought I saw it at eleven. Now it's at maybe nine and a half, nine or so against the winless Lions this <sighs> week. Detroit's only really been blown out like three times this year. Like it, they've they've had some close games. Is so this gonna, <laughs> yeah right? Is this going to be a statement game for where the Browns bounce back, Chris? Or what? What are you thinking? We have a statement game every fourteen days. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you lose, and then you have a statement game. Then lose, then statement game. It's kind of a fun thing that we do here in Cleveland these days. I. <laughs> How how can playing the Lions be a statement game? Just win. They're <laughs> the freaking Lions. It's not a state. The statement is go win the freaking ball game and then shut up and go win the next one. I mean, when you're playing a team that's winless in the NFL, the only statement you could make is just win and then get the hell out of Dodge. Come on. Don't give me a statement game on this. Over under 44 and a half. What do you no, make? That's what do you make awful. Of that? What do you make of that? Talk about Jekyll and Hyde. Vegas has uh, no idea what to do here. Detroit averages only 16, 17 points a game. Cleveland's average goes down like two or three points a week. I we're, might take the under on that. We're, we're down to 23 points a game. We were up at like 28 points a game we were averaging in the beginning of the year. Oh, and then gonna, the defense is blow. It's going to be one of those bad games. <laughs> Detroit almost gives up 30 points a game. We, we oh. give up 24. And then you got Joe Woods giving up 100 yards to a running back who I didn't even know who it was before the coin toss. I'm like, oh, Ramon, what's his first name? I don't even know. I, I honestly feel like this is going to be like a super, super wild game where it's like 54 <laughs> to 50, or it's going to be like 6 to 2. I could see that. I could see the 6 yeah. 2. Oh, it's going to be, it's gonna be the Tigers versus the Guardians. That's what it's going to be. Basically like a baseball game. I could see a baseball score out of this. I just, I don't have a good feel for it. I don't know. Just get this thing over with. Lose this game. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, Twitter. I will say. I will say. Right. I I think uh, it's a great game. I just, you'd see the the lions just like, no, no, you can't lose it. I don't want to die here. Don't die. Don't let the season die with the damn lions. 
No kidding. I feel like the only thing that could that could make it die here is if they start looking ahead. Because I said at the beginning, they're they're still alive, and I think I think by based off some of the comments in the post game press conference, I truly do think that they know that they're still alive. Like it's not like oh we're we're awful, we suck. Like they still do know that there's a chance. So don't right. start looking towards Sunday night football against Baltimore in Baltimore. You have to beat the Lions in your own stadium, and if you don't, that I know I know Chris said he's done, but but literally the season's done. Yeah, 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 no doubt about it. Gotta win. Because I think the Ravens game. every single game now is gonna be a must win. That's what we played ourselves into. So yep. just get used to it. The Ravens play Chicago. Oh God. So Chris, I started construction on the golf simulator in the garage. Nice. And we were I had buddies over watching the the game and we're like doing construction, like cutting the electrical in, in certain areas and like where it's like the third quarter and I just shut off all the power. I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> this, this game is so bad. If we have another one of those, like Chris, if your, your crystal ball is correct, this is going to be really, really tough. Like this, we're getting into where we start raking leaves third quarter. Yeah. And I'm off Twitter. If that happens, uh, you guys will have to text me the link to get on this show. And then we talk all calves, all Buckeyes, and some hot stove bridge statue baseball. Hey, how about uh, are the Guardians getting their name? What's going I on? Good question. I Does my not. bookie have have a have a backup name for the Guardians' odds? It's got to be Cleveland Baseball Club slash team. Yeah. It's got to be like minus. 300 350 i i don't i honestly think if like if they can't pull this off which would be hilarious <laughs> which i would just absolutely love like i don't i don't hate the guardians name that much but like i just think it would be really funny yeah pull for chaos yeah yeah absolutely um you just know you know what's gonna happen though you pull for chaos and then something worse happens like we name ourselves after the wnba team like we're the cleveland Rockets. oh uh, the one thing that people yeah that is true. Back to being the Rockers with the big old guitar as our logo, yeah. just like but five. The, careful the what you wish one, for. I don't think I don't. I really don't think you could you could go and pick an actual new name like the Spiders or the Rockers or something. You'd, like you would have to go Washington Football Team route or make up a name. Do do like Facebook and do like Meta <laughs> or something like. Or it sounds like a computer company. What if Chris? What if they just did baseball backwards underscore eighteen? I love it. Let's go. <laughs> there with you it. go. You know what? Lab Bob. Lab Go Lab Bob. That's quick. That was quick. Well done. <laughs> that was. <laughs> oh man, this is what happens when the Browns are five and five, and the internet's just a crap storm. Yeah. Speaking what of if- internet, are we going to go into best and worst tweets, or are we just going to hang it up? I don't care. What do you guys want to do? Also don't care. We also probably have to give score predictions for this game. Unless you guys are let's going do to the score and predictions and let's get out. This All has right. been a show. All right. Well, I don't want to go score first. Predictions. <laughs> I'll go first. All right, Browns go win 10-4. <laughs> Two safeties. Oh. Why not? 10-4 Browns. 10-4, huh? 10-4, little buddy. All right. Nick? All right. 
I have to do it. It's it's the cycle, and we're resetting. We're getting our good game in 14 days. I'm guaranteeing a Browns win. Didn't we say we were all going to pick the Lions the Browns lost? You're guaranteeing a Browns win over a winless team? Yeah, it has to happen. It has to Guaranteeing it. Bold, wow. yeah, go back to really our after on that limb. That's it. Better That's come my in here. The, uh, the Browns win. I'll give them 27 to 21. Watchable game? Sounds like a watchable game. I guess. Are any of them anymore? No. Wow, you really sound downtrodden. You know the defense is going to get gashed. Yeah. No. We're only, Joe yeah. Woods is not. We're only giving up four points, and that's, that's know, all the we, offensive fault. Yeah, we, we might get like nine turnovers and get two yeah. defensive touchdowns. Yeah, Joe Woods better hope because that seat is heating up. How yeah. about Miles Garrett throwing mm-hmm. him directly under the bus and then backing up over him after that? Yeah, Chris, we had Miles Garrett call him out. We had John Johnson call him out. John Johnson said that they kept going to plays that we've continually been burnt on all year. And then we had Joel Batonio <laughs> literally wild. throw the whole – Joel threw the whole thing under the bus. New I missed that. What did Joel all. say? Joel said that we were outplayed and outcoached. Oh, he went with the full. Went with the full whole thing. I mean, if if you're gonna, you got you're paid. Gonna That's what happens when you get paid, man. Yeah, it's Bill Belichick's not a bad idea. Yeah, like you could probably get away with that one that week, but yeah, yeah. Oh well, right, I will if go. We lose, we'll hear the same press conference of we got to do better, we got to execute better, we got to put the guys in a better spot, and not to mention we got to watch the tape. Jesus Christ. Uh, I will go 59 57 Lions. What? 59. Oh, you're going with the Lions. Wow. We we told ourselves we would pick the other team if we didn't if this didn't work out. I'm yeah. the only one sticking to it. Good for you. If this the, Enjoy I'll, the Twitter I'll, roast. I'll double down. If if the Browns I, I, lose to the Lions, I won't pick the Browns for the rest of the year. All right. Yeah. We're at that point in the season, folks. <laughs> we are there. Yep. All right. Let's get out of here. Go Cavs. Go, Go Cavs. Cavs. Thanks Go for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog Show. We will see you next Monday night, 9 p.m. Thanks to everyone in the comments on YouTube. Hopefully we get Twitter's comments back at some point. Twitter, figure it out. Uh, and huge shout out to Shaq News, GVR, TSC Cleveland, Labat Blue Light. Yeah, look at Nick's shirt. Look at that. Awesome. Uh, we will see you Monday night, 9 p.m. Go subscribe on YouTube for a chance to win TSC giveaways. And we will see you next week. With the barge. We'll have the barge. The barge. With the bar. Michigan State, not Michigan. Goodbye. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play!
Yeah.